As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This week, the guys get into the NBA offseason, the education of basketball players, the World Cup, Pop's Little Crush, Teen Loyalty, Tilting on the Green, and the Joys of Fatherhood. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. How many losing seasons does Tom Brady have to have before you can fire him? Another week of the Just Press Play, we got the normal crew with us. By the way, LJ's here, but happy Father's Day to Pops. We got Pops on board. Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been a great day. Been a great day. Man, I was, you know, I just took a look at the the TV schedule before today. I was was watching SportsCenter and I saw we have College World Series was a big big, uh, thing on the TV schedule. The World Cup and the U.S. Open. Those were kind of the beat. Big three things in sports, at least on TV today. And all I could think is, man, about 3 p.m. today, dads all across <laughs> the country are going to be checking their eyelids for cracks. I mean, it's going to be all over the place. And you sure know enough, what I think I've decided to what? about Father's Day? I think it may be better than your birthday as a da- if you're you a dad. So? And the reason is, is because on your birthday, I mean, okay, some people would argue about this. I don't like to be the center of attention, but I like to be, I like to be in the point of attention. I get you. You know okay. what I mean? I get you. And so yeah. on Father's Day, I'm not the, the center of attention. I share the spotlight with a lot of dads, but I do yeah. feel special all day. So yeah. it's kind of like, okay. I think I like it better than my birthday. Really? I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. Well, you well, see, I'm not, straight makes I'm not looking forward or rushing to having kids, but maybe there are something. There is there is something I can look forward to. It's Father's Day. One, <laughs> one day way down the road. Well, um, hey, let me let me warn you. Uh, being a dad is the hardest, damn, most difficult you know, I read, damn job you'll ever freaking do. But I read it's also something the most on the internet. So. I read something on the internet, and you can maybe attest to this, but it said something about uh, being a dad, or it said like fatherhood is a lot like being a coach. You think you have all the answers until all of a sudden you are the coach, and you realize I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it seemed pretty. It seemed pretty on point. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's a fair <laughs> assessment. Yes, but so okay. So speaking, you don't of, know how much we're just making this shit up as we go along. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, so speaking oh, of speaking of sports, and we were talking about the schedule. About I think it was Thursday morning, maybe I don't remember. I emailed y'all and said. 
Well, since there's not much going on in the sports world, and literally <laughs> 60 minutes later, I, I mean, everything I said just got, yeah, I had to eat a lot of crow because Ronaldo, I'm going to start that. Well, Kawhi Leonard demands a trade from the Spurs. He, he sets off the NBA offseason. Yeah. We had a whole week of the NBA being over, and now it's back. We, we, we had a little break. <sighs> and then I'm going to go ahead and get into my best of the week was Cristiano Ronaldo just did his thing. To start out the World Cup, dude went off against I Spain. I mean, seriously, that was amazing so, to watch. I watched every minute of that. It was he had okay. a hat trick, right? Well, so, he scored three goals. He had a hat trick, yeah. I, okay. I want to ask LJ, I didn't watch all of the game. I kind of caught I caught on the second half. I was like, oh, my God, because Twitter was just blowing up with Ronaldo stuff. And you had mentioned yeah. when I said that to LJ, right at that was like at 8 a.m. local time. And so I think the game came on like 9, 9.30. And LJ's like, what do you mean there's nothing going on? Ronaldo is playing Spain in 90 minutes. <laughs> so so I'm, I went to check it on. And Spain, wouldn't you say, LJ, they're probably, if not the favorites, they're right there with like Germany and Brazil as favorites in the World oh, Cup. They're definitely right? a top five team. Yeah. they're In fact, they're maybe my favorite gameplay-wise to watch. They're such a good team. And, yeah. and uh, Well, and there was also an almost hat trick on the other side, too. So that's how good they yeah. are. And so Portugal Diego. tied or had a draw with them, a 3-3 draw. And the only, it looked like to me, it, I read a stat that Spain held the ball for two-thirds of that whole match. So the only problem was they didn't have Ronaldo on their side. That was the only issue that Spain ran well, into. Well, I will also say that that's how, that's how Spain plays soccer is they're like, they're like the, the Spurs. They're like a team-first sort of situation okay. where it's not like there's not a superstar that you just get the ball to and hope they score. It's like, let's hold on to the ball. Let's play possession. Well, they did have that one guy that kind of looked like a star. I don't know if that was just a one-game thing, but what was his name that had the two goals? Diego. Diego, uh, He's. He, I wouldn't say that he is like the superstar of the team. He is a superstar for sure. But, uh, you know, he just he filled the role that was necessary. Um, I think he would have liked to have gotten one more. But, but yeah, he just did what his job was. Well, yeah, so. he definitely would have liked to get one That's more because that, that would have been a win. But did you know, did LJ? You, well, be, uh, Ronaldo getting the hat trick was the first to ever record a hat trick against Spain, and it was now. And he also became the oldest to ever record a hat trick in the World Cup at thirty three. How I didn't know thirty three, thirty three, thirty three in like one hundred and thirty days. I don't know if that has to you be know. Specified I don't know if y'all noticed, and and I mean, not there's anything wrong with it, but he's a good looking dude. Okay, well that gets Ronaldo. me two things with Ronaldo. He's good looking man. One is <laughs> one is I don't know if you Truth. saw it. I'll get to that in just a second, Dad. But one was his celebration after the first goal. He did this I little thing. See, no. He did this thing where he wrote, he did this on his chin, and I believe what he was doing. Sorry, that's bad radio out there. But he did this celebration with his chin. We'll put it in our show notes. <laughs> but okay. it was him calling himself the goat because you know goats have a chin thing. And oh, he was doing little, this little chin thing, and then he went on to score two more goals the rest of that match. So he kind of, he kind of, it was a, it was a badass celebration, and then he backed it up. But then, secondly, like you said, Dad, Ronaldo not only is he maybe the best soccer player alive, he's also a great. Where's his fault? He's got to have a fault. Not, there, I mean, it's annoying that this man has everything going. He must for be him. dumb as a box he's, of rocks. He's got to be stupid, I mean, right? <laughs> I don't think well, so. I don't think so. Kenny says you can only have like ten. You know, you only get ten things, and it's got to all add up. You cannot be that good looking, that athletic. <laughs> so and be what smart. is it? Because I mean, he's got it all right now. He's got the whole the whole bag of tricks. He's got stinky feet. Is that what it is? That's Stinky the one feet. thing. Well, if I had to choose one bad thing, I could go with everything. I could be really good at everything, just have stinky feet. I think I would take that draw. It seems like a good. I'd take the stinky feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so we, we stuck on my best a little bit. Of, I, I get long winded at times. But what, uh, LJ, what did you have for your best of the week? 
Well, I get married in seven right. days. So get, from the time of recording. Yeah, getting married to the, the voice pumped. that you heard before this episode started is getting married to LJ in what? Uh, six days, right? Well, seven days. Six days from the time we record? No, like it, in half an hour and seven days from right this moment as we're recording. Yeah, so... Um, so we'll LJ's release, getting married like to the five lovely yeah. Miss Hannah Yeager. She will yep. become a Lutheran. I, we're all going to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. gonna. I can't wait. It's going to be a great weekend. Uh, so. Right, so I guess with that, that in was mind, all, that was almost my best. That's how pumped I am. That was I mean, <laughs> with that in mind, listeners. Keep that in mind. With the next week might be a little bit rough schedule wise because we've got a lot going on <laughs> yeah. in this family. But um, yeah, but I'm so pumped. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty awesome best. I'm pretty pumped too. I'm pretty happy for y'all. Dad, what what do you, what do you have going for uh, your best this week? Um, well, besides, besides your your you are having. I don't know if this if says anything about your age, but one of your kids is getting married. So, I, no, I mean it's about to. No, no, no. That, I would say though, in my best, um, I guess now that I've thought about, it, I had my best was it was just a great weekend, and I was. I mean. Tammy, I played golf and it was really cool. Nobody's around, but I use that a lot. I know, I know, but it, it was really fun. So no, my best was, I mean, today, just Father's Day was really good. I heard from, I heard from my kids, um, uh, went and, and had uh, lunch, had, oh my God, had deer steaks and chicken tenders over uh, that memo cooked boy, with gravy, oh, so and mac and cheese uh. and mashed potatoes and gravy did I mention that we had gravy <laughs> and um, it was just like a carbohydrate? Well, feast. last week we already made and a point to tell everybody that that gravy is something that we are all fans of in this podcast. <laughs> We're all fans of gravy, yeah. and yeah. Mamaw's one of us has gravy throughout stuff. the week. It will be the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It'll make an appearance on the pod. But yeah, that I was definitely jealous of you, and you were like, "We're having oh, deer steaks today." I was like, so "Man, good. that sounds good." Well, so, but it kind of like I guess I alluded to earlier that uh, I think I think I've, I've decided that Father's Day may be better than birthday in a way. So I don't know. It's just it's been a great weekend and a great day uh, awesome. for, for me, certainly. So, and I'm looking forward to next week. Great. I mean, I'm excited. We're leaving Tuesday to head to Chicago. So, super excited. A lot of fun. There's a lot. Uh, the next the next few it's weeks cool are going to be good. Too, I think. Yes. <laughs> LJ, what do you yeah. do? You have a, a worst for the well, week? Or? I get married in a week, so I'm so sick and tired right. of planning <laughs> and emailing and talking and deciding. <laughs> I just want to be done. I just want it to be Monday afternoon. Like, I totally oh, like get that. <laughs> Everybody's asking oh. you. Like, we started out when we when we got on this before we started recording. We asked you like three. Everybody questions. I talked to has, like, what, what, has what a minimum of three questions. And tonight, me and Andrew have to write the ceremony. Oh my god, it's just so much. Constantly for weeks now, I've not stopped planning. I, and wait, I have a question. You said seven days from now. You mean six days, right? Today's Sunday oh night. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, I thought yeah, I was right, right earlier, Sorry. but I was. I was yeah. going to be like, I don't you're going to be out. I mean, at this time next week, you're going to be going somewhere. LJ is about uh, well, to miss no, his own wedding. Monday, he was about to yeah, miss his okay. own wedding and show up on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Well, le- okay. So let me describe to you how <laughs> difficult this planning process is. Is that I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> we only record on Sundays, and I have no idea what day it is. So All right. we'll be there Thursday. We'll keep you on. We'll keep you. Then yeah, someone help me out. We'll help you out. We'll help you out. <laughs> we may even. We may even. Since we're all going to be in the same place, we may even have a uh, uh, recording all from the same room with all of us under the same roof. What? Hey, we'll we'll hope for it. But yeah, like we said, it's going to be a crazy week and uh, a fun week. But I know LJ's tired of all this planning uh 
Dad, what do you yeah. have for your, your worst of the week? Well, I know we're going to get into it, so I'm going to say it quickly, but my worst is some people's reaction to what Phil Mickelson did really? on Saturday at the U.S. Open. Let's talk about I, 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 I want to hear I want to get into that, but that's I have a, I, my biggest, my worst is is some people's reaction to what he did. Well, that, that okay. gets me really excited. I, I don't yeah. want to get, we're really hitting people with the greeny tees here, but I, uh, I am <laughs> Back really, after these messages. Yeah, right after this break, <laughs> we'll tell you why. No, um, I was, I thought maybe you'd be on, I was, because I saw a lot of odd reactions to that, or just different reactions and strong reactions to that, and I thought maybe you might be on the same boat. So I'm interested to see what you have to say. And I have some thoughts on it too, and I'm just I'm very just we'll we'll tell you what what he's referring to is Phil Mickelson putted the ball, and while the ball was still rolling, he like kind of caught up to it, did something I would do at the golf course, which maybe is why people were so upset at him because if that's how I play putt putt. But he went and before the ball quit rolling, he hit it again and got a stroke penalty. We'll get all into it later, and we'll also have that video all into that. But I just wanted to let the people know what we were talking about. But my worst of the week will be I, I really wasn't sure how to, it's kind of a best what well, it's a it's the best for Reggie Bush but it's do you remember dad this is an interesting story I saw over the past week that I thought you would definitely remember but did you remember a while back watching NFL games and I remember some this past season but they would run either out of bounds or to the end zone and they would slip on like a hard surface or something it seemed like there was oh, always yeah that especially in Yes, and Lewis. I've wondered what that's. Right? Yes, so, please. So Reggie Bush that. just was awarded twelve and a half million dollars in a lawsuit from 2015 against the St. Louis Rams because he ran out mm-hmm. of bounds and he slipped on <clears throat> he slipped on an exposed area of concrete, causing him to tear his meniscus, thus missing the rest of the year. <clears throat> and it's something he brought it up to the he brought a point to it because two weeks later in that same season, Josh McCown. Slipped on the same thing, didn't get hurt, but he slipped on it. And it's because these cleats on a hard, on a concrete surface. And I just thought, it, I get to me, actually, this probably shouldn't be a worse. I was going to say worse is in just taking care of your players in the NFL. Like, why did this have to come to a lawsuit before yeah. you fix this? But right. surely the Rams would have yeah. thought. I mean, this was something. And the 49ers are just as I remember this back in high school. Like, we didn't, we didn't have like, I don't know if they use metal cleats. They probably don't, but just, just when we, there's like sidewalk around the stadium. And if you ever accidentally, if a, if someone in cleats accidentally was like running around and ran onto that for a second, it's like ice. I mean, you're just sliding. And I remember me and you, I think all three of us specifically watching football one day and saw someone do that. Like, that just seems really dangerous. And it seems like it happens way too often. They would put that <clears throat> that stuff on the sidelines that's kind of a thick, uh, not felt material, but uh, like parachute. I don't mm. know. It's a very thick. Like almost like material. a yeah. it's not It's not concrete, but often you would see people run out of bounds and slip completely on that. And I thought, why would they put that there? Well, and. Because and, it could cause severe injury. And I'm going to post the actual video of Reggie Bush's injury, but it just seems, okay. I guess my worst of it is just that. It, it it took all three of us to see it one one time, maybe twice, and go. That seems like that shouldn't happen. To you're paying these guys millions of dollars. We have these nicest stadiums. There shouldn't be an area where it's that easy. Yeah, for them even to slip. selfishly, yeah. right. the investment that you have into it. People are watching even if Reggie you don't Bush. Care. You know, they want you yeah. want to keep him well as best you can. So. Yeah, even if you hate the guy, you've paid a lot of money to ha- be in a league where the faces don't have. But what knees. makes this what yeah. makes this really good? For player safety, I think, is the fact that instead of Reggie Bush, when he first brought it up, they tried to offer a settlement 
And he was like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm taking this to trial. I want to go to trial. Well, and he, and he had to wait. It's, it was 2015 when it happened. He brought the trial up in January of 2016. And he just now yeah. got, he just now won two years later. So I, I just think it's a yeah. precedent on players to go, okay, maybe I, I can take this to, I, player safety is a big deal. And if, if they get to take themselves yeah, more seriously, I, I, you're totally right. That is, that's definitely a good, Good out of so, your worst. Yeah, I mean, I, I worst is the fact that that took that long it. for it to to make a point. But I'm happy that Reggie Bush at least got awarded that money. Yeah. That that's my uh, my best slash worst of the week. Is it, I think at least player safety might be on the rise for a little bit. Okay, well, so I wanted to bring this up with LJ. I wanted to th- think about what is your favorite sports moment. Uh, involving dad or fathers, you know, like what is your favorite sports moment involving dad? Hmm. Well, okay. So first I'm going to uh, let's, let's widen it from one moment and then I'll narrow it back down in a second. Okay. But right. uh, the PGYA Cowboys just generally was the most badass team of football players that maybe ever existed. <laughs> um, yes. And yes, uh, it was. <laughs> we were, we were well coached because I remember there was a guy, I can't even remember his name, but I know it was dusty something. And he had this sick reverse and he was on a different team, but we were so well coached that we knew in third grade to stay at home and be ready <laughs> stay at for home. it. So, <laughs> contain, contain. Uh, that was, uh, and every year the championship was in the rain and the mud, but my favorite was individual dad moment that? in that dad was coaching that okay. team. Uh, and I was know that, that, that I, was me and Jim and Bob, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I was. Yep, I was about to say. Yeah, well, that's um, a hell of a group also, right there. We had well, and we also had a hell of a team. We had uh, Trey, we had Shawan, we had. I mean, listeners, most of you aren't going to know any of these names, but we had a sick we team. Have, we had Clint too one year, didn't Clint Harris? Yes, didn't we, we did. One yeah, time? we did. It was it yeah, was a hell a of a youth football team. team. Uh, oh man, we would do that moment. defense, and we do that. We do that. <laughs> That smash mouth defense where we oh, would stunt yeah. the linebackers in. Oh, we would just yeah. kill them. Oh, the only so third and fourth graders in the world that had any idea of how to look at an X and O plot and know. Uh, so uh, my favorite, my favorite was so I played center for the team, um, yeah. and like I got good. I could do shotgun in third grade. Like we were like we were a serious like. Couldn't everybody do shotgun? LJ could no. do shotgun. But my favorite thing was we scored a touchdown once off of the center sneak because my dad reads rule books. And he knew that as long as the quarterback touched the ball, it was live. So I'd snap it, quarterback would touch it, and then I'd like not block anybody for a second and then just take off. And we got a touchdown on that, on that play once, and that was the most badass feeling in the world. Because the live reads the rule book. <laughs> uh, that was a good time. That was, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, and don't – hey, Coach Burt. Coach Burt was hey, with Hey, Coach Burt, man. Yeah. Coach yeah, Burt. I Jacob knew there was somebody else shoulder pads. Jacob yeah. had his shoulder pads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a badass team. Oh, that, that was, was a so tough team fun. of third graders. Yeah. Well – Yeah, that was fun. I think my uh, – I'm trying to – my favorite – I think my favorite sports moment or my favorite moment with dad with sports would probably have to be – I'm 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 not sure if they're both the same. There's two different times we went to a Mavericks game. One was we got to we got the tickets through Easy Mart to go to that Suns Mavs mm-hmm. game playoffs and said listeners will know that you guys went to that game. Yeah, we, we were yeah, talking we about how about big it. Steve Nash was sitting yeah. damn yeah. near yeah. courtside. That was one of the yeah. coolest experiences. But I think it was a different game we went to when we saw the Mavs play the Spurs in the playoffs. 
And it, uh, the seats weren't as good, but we saw it. The Mavs that won. That would be a different game. Yes, it would. <laughs> and the Mavs won the game. And then it was like just the experience in general was it was really fun. It was like one of those times where dad got two tickets and he was going to turn it down because he's like, oh, well, I don't know what to do with two tickets. And then we both just on a Tuesday night, dad was like, you want to you, you're going to have to go to school the next day, but we can do it if you want to do it. And we were like, and we did. It. And so we did it. We went and then the Mavericks won That's as a badass. huge playoff game. And then after the game. We're like in the parking garage going to get our car and everybody's honking their horns and yelling like, go Mavs. And it was just, it was so cool. cool. And it was just like, it was a moment. It was really, it was so fun. Like I was trying to think of a sports moment. I remember, I remember leaving that game and just all the Mavs fans were going wild. And I was like, this is awesome. This is a Tuesday night. I didn't think this was even possible. We went, I did go to school the next day and I was tired as hell. I don't know how dad did work because I slept (laughs) on the ride home. Dad drove the whole way back, but. If you're gonna play, you gotta pay. You know, it's just the yep. way it is. So but we sure. went probably. Okay, but I get to, I get to answer too. Right, yeah, yeah. That. Okay, let's go. I can answer that question too. I right. would say, just in general, the uh, the what the teams you talked about, LJ, in general, those were so fun uh, coaching those teams, and I do kind of remember that the quarterback just has to touch the ball. That's all, <laughs> and, and and you get that TD. The other one, so with Kevin was and you mentioned it we t- we emailed some back and forth when he hit like I don't know eight threes <laughs> in that game and and Kevin like was the round mound of rebound at the time. <laughs> I mean it, it looked hey, like he had eaten a basketball well, well <laughs> or the other nickname was the microwave shout out to Rick Huntsey <laughs> yeah Rick Huntsey that was Rick Huntsey's team but the, the round microwave some, but you were just old in fuego yeah. Yeah, and that was so fun, just jacking yeah. them up, knocking them down. Those were two of my f- most fond memories. Um, well, and I, I know Kelly played softball. You know, she played girls softball, yeah. and I, and I do really remember some of those games. Show. And she was really yeah. good at it. I actually just I saw a picture of that but in your desk right there that. in that drawer. There's a picture of it. Yeah, I just saw it the yeah, other day yeah, when I was in. Awesome. Yeah, but it's here. Awesome. Yeah. Good um, times. One of the things too, Kevin and I were kind of talking about Father's Day. And one of the things we mentioned was one of the coolest things was yeah. playing catch, waiting for the bus every morning. Oh God, like, yeah, busting out that football every morning, waiting on wait on five sixty five to come pick us up. Oh yeah, five sixty five. That was the bus. Yeah. yeah, Kevin and Daniel fighting over every catch. It was good times. <laughs> it was good times. Yeah, there's been some good times God. back in the day, man. And now, and Let's that's never what, forget that. And that's what's cool about yeah. the pod and doing this is. It, it's a, it's a way for us to all just get together and talk. And the fact that maybe even yeah. one person will listen to us, we really appreciate anyone out there. It's just, it's fun for us just to get together and shoot the shit and talk, talk about things, man. I love it. Reminisce I mean, a we've been, now, yeah. we're, we're right on about six months of just doing this awesome thing where we just get to hang out e- with each other every week. So love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Well, so speaking, speaking of, of, Doing stuff with dad. I, I actually did go back to the, the playlist that LJ made way back in the day, the road the road tripping with dad. Still a badass yeah. playlist, but that's not oh, what Oh, it's a great that's playlist. not what I'm going with the what we're listening to, but that is a badass playlist that, that I did listen to this past week. But I might just have to put that playlist up. Oh, it's it good. It's good, man. Awesome. It's good. It's good jamming. Uh, okay. Alluded to it earlier, but uh, news broke on uh, Friday morning that Kawhi Leonard had grown uncomfortable with the Spurs and that he wanted to be traded. And it was, I found it interesting because it was said before uh, 
Woj from ESPN, if, if you know what a Woj bomb is, you know, but he's like the shifter of NBA. And he tweeted out, I think like two weeks ago that Popovich and the GM are planning to meet with Kawhi Leonard to try to see what they can do to assess the situation and if, if they can figure out whatever's been going wrong. And then this comes out Friday and apparently he has not met with them and he's decided that he just doesn't trust the organization. He doesn't trust them for how he got played. He doesn't trust the, the way they kind of talked bad about it, talked about him before hmm. or why he was not playing. It was all this stuff's not coming from Kawhi Leonard. So he's clean. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's just odd. And now. Whoa, just saying that Kawhi Leonard has asked for a trade and he prefers to go to L.A. Well, I would like you to trade me to a job well, in L.A., I mean, he, please. <laughs> yeah, but now he's from that area, Yes, right? he's from. So, he I went mean, to San Diego still, State. You know. He's from the L.A., near L.A. area. He wants to go to L.A. He says he prefers the Lakers, but he's open to the Clippers. And both are willing to make an offer. I'm sure they will, because why wouldn't you? New York is also is his third option which is odd to me. I didn't realize in New York, but I think the, the, the uncle that is now become his, his agent or whatever is from New York. That's also, you were talking about before that it was about building a brand for him. And that was a lot of the yeah. reason that it seemed that he might be sitting out. It's a lot easier to build a brand in New York well, than almost anywhere and, else. For and sure, that's so. interesting to me. And I'm, we might touch on it more, but I'll get to it now, but he, he wants to build a brand. And I get that. Like that's the whole NBA and they want to do that. And everybody does, but Kawhi Leonard, it's not like, I don't feel like, maybe we'll learn more, but I don't feel like the Spurs told him to be quiet the first five years he was there. No. I think that was, that's right. who he is. He's, he's emotionless on the court. He kind of, he, he's kind of, he seemed like the ideal Spur. It seemed perfect. But I, what makes you think that they didn't tell him that though? Why, why do you think that they didn't? Why would, I mean, uh, there's no, well, okay. So, well, that's interesting. I was going to say there's no there's no prior history to them being like that towards players, but I think Tim Duncan, they got lucky with Tim Duncan. They got the perfect superstar. It doesn't get much but better. But then they, I think they might have ended up, it's possible they ended up with the Spurs way. Yeah, you know, and, and now and if you, you saw, don't follow it, it, then you're not on Pops. For those last year, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge demanded a trade last year after only being there for a year. He said that he wanted to be traded from the Spurs, and they had to sit down with GM and Popovich and they talked with him and he had a good year this past year. And I don't know if they like devised an offensive plan where he would be more, more of an option or if he also signed extensions on, maybe they just paid him more money. I don't know, but it is interesting to note that the past two years, the two best players on the Spurs have asked for a trade noting that they're uncomfortable with the organization. There's something there at least a little bit. And LJ's kind of tiptoeing around that. Not, I don't know. I just it seems like, and I think Dad was with me for the most part. Kawhi Leonard is who what we think he is. He's kind of a quiet guy. He doesn't want to be out there. He doesn't do press conferences. But maybe that was the way he acted in college, right? I mean, well, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't a star outspoken. in college until all of a sudden he kind of blew up on the scene, and he still wasn't a star. He was like, this guy's pretty good, and then he just he was a late bloomer. He got drafted a little late in the NBA, and well, how long has he been in the NBA now? I think he's been uh, in there. He's only 26. Well, one year okay, longer so than, didn't he? I'd say a 26-year-old LJ is very different than a 21-year-old LJ. You know? Yeah. That's a big True. And he's also blossomed into – I do think it does hit you all of a sudden you realize because he had the finals that they won when they beat the Heat. He legitimately outplayed LeBron James. I mean, he went toe-to-toe. He guarded LeBron and scored on LeBron on both ends. And 
he still he did end up getting third place votes for the MVP a year ago, but still, it seemed like Kawhi Leonard wasn't getting the love he deserves. He's probably right. There's there's LeBron and KD are one and two, and then Leonard's right, especially in today's game with wings, Dad. I mean, Leonard's right there with guys you would love to have. Oh yeah. And yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's in the top five best players in the NBA. Right and LJ's now. got a point. If 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 what if if Brand is what he wants to do, and the three places he pointed out were L.A., L.A. or New York, well, that's or Boston, right? You were, you were starting to mention Boston, well, which is also a he huge didn't mention town. Boston. Okay, he didn't mention Boston okay. as much as Boston's interested in him, okay. and they probably have the best package to offer. Which they would probably offer, Dad. They probably offer. I don't know. Is is uh, Jason Tatum untouchable to you? Yes, Tatum's untouchable. I think uh, for uh, for for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, yes, I, I think Jason. Really, Tatum I mean is, Kawhi Leonard, but we know Kawhi Leonard is this what what he is, don't we? I, I I'm just saying he has an injury. We don't know how bad the injury is. True. Jason Tatum is untouchable. If I'm Boston, now the other guys, uh, not smart. Uh, Jalen. Uh, Jalen. Jalen Brown's the one that's J- getting circled Jaylen around. Jalen Brown, and I think Jalen Brown could be an amazing player. I think he has yeah, not finished. Uh, his game is still going to get better. As we mentioned a few weeks ago, the Celtics have good problems. Oh, they have great – Boston is the team to be reckoned with coming up, uh, in my very learned opinion. (laughs) Their their offer would consist somewhere of Jalen Brown, probably their first pick this year, which is I think around 19 or 20. And then they have the Grizzlies' first pick next year, which is likely a high lottery pick, and Jalen Brown. So that – that and maybe maybe they throw in a Gordon Hayward too – which Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is one of, like we just mentioned, maybe the third best player in the NBA and a LeBron stopper, which is what the Celtics have problems with. That's intriguing. I think the Celtics were to somehow pull that off. That would be intriguing on that roster. But I wanted hmm. to, why are we, if you're the Spurs though, are you really willing to trade them? Like why trade, why trade a star player? Depends well, on what you we've get. Seen, Depends on what you get. Also, if Kawhi didn't want to Every, be there, he didn't want to be there. Yeah, he's not going to well, give you. Well, so his he, all. he's still he's still under contract for another year, and <clears throat> and he says he wants to be traded. I just I look back at when we traded when uh, an organization has traded a star player, and for the most part, you end up getting seventy cents on the dollar, and you end up just getting role players, like really good role players. But when you're basically if you're trading a star player, you're rebuilding, and really good role players don't help a rebuilding team, as we mentioned, until they start this new tournament where you can win the first pick. Right, right. But for now, you kind of need to bottom out. Option. You don't need really good role players. You either need – yeah, you, you need stars or you need to suck. And I just look back at, like, Kyrie – the Cavs trading Kyrie, they should have just kept him for a year and tried to go with it and basically let him leave. Because what do they – out of that trade, they got back Isaiah Thomas and J, James Crowder – uh, yeah, but, Crowder, but I think LJ's on to something, Kevin. I mean, you, you want a player that wants to play for your team. And I'm just – it makes a difference. And if Kawhi Leonard uh, – Kawhi Leonard, if Kyrie Irving didn't really want to play for Cleveland, I mean, I guess he'd have been still good. I just – it makes a difference. I want a player that but wants just, to play on my I team. I just think you you try to – like what the Spurs did with LaMarcus Aldridge, you try to just keep him on the you roster and let's work it out. Let's work so, it out. Maybe over a year, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard goes, okay – because the Spurs can, they're they're the only team that can offer him the supermax, which will end up through the course of the contract, it'll end up making him about twenty five million more dollars over the course of the contract. I know they, but what's people a Nike like throw out, oh, 
Yeah, people like to throw out money's money. They can make so much, but twenty five million does speak to you. I mean, you can't just oh sure you can't ignore twenty five million dollars, but but you can also make that money back by being in a better market, shining more. And then I think I think and if he wants to is, build his brand right now, he doesn't have a brand. He's um, saying, and I don't think make I money. think if that's his goal, then leaving San Antonio is not necessarily as smart as he thinks it is because I think you can build a brand in Texas. Those people are pretty proud of Texas. Yeah, they love. Um, yeah, but but I would say that like and the, Texas is ta- tax free, tax yeah, free state. Yeah, but I would say that yes. uh, if you're if you're not into being on the team, then especially a coach driven team like the Spurs are, you know, I think there are only like four or five coach driven teams in the league really anymore. And yeah, uh, and so if you're on one of those teams, you got to be a part of the team, or we don't want you anymore. You know, like that's more important than being a superstar. That's an you know excellent what? point. That is a coach-driven team, and you're LJ. I couldn't. That is a very excellent point. I agree. It really Thank is. You. And it's funny because, <laughs> well, Brad Stevens is kind of getting. He gets a lot of love at the Celtics, but he makes a point in every single press conference to like almost like try to talk about what he did wrong and talk about his players because <clears throat> he wants it. Because I think he sees what you see, LJ. He sees the. This is, I, I need this. I, I can be as smart as I can be, but I need the stars to, to compete. Yeah. It's just interesting to me. I think the big thing about it, Dad, to me, is I don't think Popovich is hanging around a lot longer. I think no. I've heard that he's going to be a part of the 2020 Olympics. I think he's a, either coaching or a part of coaching. And then I, after that, I think he's done. And yeah, I think I that's what – that's And, yeah, it's it's getting close to his time. I, the only he's reason had a great he stay – yeah. The only reason I think he would keep up for another four or five years is if all of a sudden the Spurs had a chance at being great the next four. Like if LeBron or somebody chose to go there, but Which Kawhi Leonard for, right? sees that maybe Popovich, they're going to go for it. But now that Kawhi wants out, I mean, Popovich isn't completely sold in being there for the next five years, which I understand. Like that's it. It's he's I think ready to be done. He just doesn't want to leave if he has a star like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So if Kawhi gets traded, I think they see that and there's something wrong with management and the star players there in San Antonio. Can I ask but, a little bit of an off the wall basketball question? Oh shoot. Um have we sure. talked about <laughs> basketball jersey numbers? No, uh, we haven't a little while. Okay. But- I thought basketball jersey numbers used to always fifty five like was the biggest number you could have, and that was because when a when a ref called a foul, he would be like foul two one or foul five so five. He he had to, He's doing his. He hands had to be able to sign the number with one hand, and I'm telling you, there was a time that all basketball numbers were fifty five or less. And now you see, I remember with Rodman was one of the first ones that started. He was like 91 or 91 or, yeah. or whatever. But is there anything to that? Basketball numbers well, used to be. I was curious. I, I thought I might would ask you. I thought maybe you would know. But I, since I've been watching the NBA, that's not been a rule. I knew that as a rule because like back in PGYA and every other. You remember every it other then, time. Kevin. Yes. Okay. I definitely yeah. remember you had to choose a number where it was. It's 55 five, five or less. less. Yeah. And. And I just noticed in basketball it wasn't the case. You'd see a, a random 77 or like Dennis Rodman with the 91. I don't know if – I think that might just be an NBA thing. They don't they do not do that rule. I'm not really sure. But I do think that's still a rule in college, in college and high maybe, school. maybe in high school. So well, I'll I'd say like to pay more it, attention it, to college. It looks like you it's You know what not- I should ask? I should ask my boy Jardy. 
Jardy would know. He's, he's well, my, I'm Jardy. Give us, let us know. Riffing. Go ahead. I'm what looking at uh, uh, the best NBA players by number article on apparently Mitchell and Moss. I think it is. We'll post it. But uh, it's really interesting, first off, because it's got just a lot of like really cool players. Um, but a lot of players from like the 40s were like, say, I just saw one where it was like his number is 60. Uh, so I think maybe the NBA is 65. Never maybe, so maybe the Cat- NBA's never adhere to it. Yeah. And I'll say that it looks like most numbers between zero and 55 are taken. Uh, most numbers outside of that range are not taken. And I would probably assume that maybe that does mean like in college, your numbers are limited or whatever. And then in the pros, you can be whatever. Most people just don't change because they've built their brand or whatever. But you've yeah, also got a lot of people number. like, you know, 28, 29. You know, those are obviously not showable on one hand. Uh, uh, Meta World Peace is 37. It's yeah. an awesome name. Um, anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. It shout doesn't out, seem shout to, be out to Ron Artest. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, hey, did you happen to hear that? All right, one more little discourse is that, and it, Kevin, you may have listened to it, but Bill Simmons' uh, deal with Charles Oakley. Yeah, of and, course. Yeah. Uh, he mentions, uh, you know, tough players, and he mentions. He Artest. says Ron Artest like first one and of the first names. He was he, Ron, Ron Artest, and Ron Artest was tough and a little crazy. I mean, well, you, did you know? There, you there's never the, knew. There's the not really. It's not really like a conspiracy. It's like a known thing. At halftime, he he got he eventually admitted to it. He used to drink mixers at halftime. Like he he had a bottle of liquor in his yeah. in his locker. Really? Yeah, he was a big Hennessy or liquor guy. And at halftime, Hen- Hennessy or or whiskey, and he yeah he would have he would have it in his locker room. And the dude so he come in come in the club smell like Hennessy and booty. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Hennessy, real quick, did y'all see the 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 Warriors parade with do you remember Jordan Bell, Dad, the guy that said well, the, I saw the him party screen. with his shirt off and you know. Well, he to us he was known as the guy that instead of setting a screen he blocks like a left tackle. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but he uh so he kept doing this thing. He was he was drinking Hennessy on the parade. He was obviously having a good time, and he had he had a cup in his hand at all times, and he was having a good time. And then about like halfway through, someone like yelled out to him. And he points to his cup. He was wearing those champagne goggles the whole time just because he's Jordan Bell and he's having a great, great time. But he he point, someone pointed to him and yelled at him and he looked at he pointed to his cup and said, We don't have any more Hennessy left. And a fan literally came up and threw him a bottle of Hennessy, a full bottle, and they started pouring it up on the parade and drinking it in front of everybody. Mm. Have and you then, ever tasted Hennessy? Yes, I actually I'm am not. not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. And he also anyway, he had an inter- he had an interview he had an interview and they asked him about his champagne goggles and why he's still wearing them when they're not doing the spraying champagne over and he goes I don't know I'm off that hand and that's I guess uh, a way of saying Hennessy and then now he's got a sponsorship he posted a picture on Instagram yesterday of Hennessy gave him like eight bottles and sent it to his home when he posted it was like shout out to Hennessy for the the hookup. Y'all always keep me keep me on point. Well, now we're giving so the them dude, a big shout out. So dude just had a hell of a week. But yes, yeah. hey, re- uh, back to this website I found. I just want you guys to know this is actually kind of cool. Um, there are a lot of people that have there are a lot of numbers that have never had a player on, but there's also a handful of players that are on two different numbers. Like there's some guy who was number twenty three and number forty five, and he was the best of both of those numbers. Um, the best maybe ever. Yeah, he wasn't the but, best uh, of forty five. I mean. Who was well, the best I guess number I don't 45? Know all the 40, yeah, I don't yeah. know all the 45. That's the point is he was probably the best number 45 to ever play. What number does Donovan Mitchell um, wear? Is he 45? I can't remember. He might be. 
creeping up. Anyway, go ahead, LJ. I'm anyway, sorry. come on with your point, LJ. Uh, yeah. Well, I just thought it was cool. Like Dennis Rodman's on there twice. Meta World Peace is on there twice. But uh, Scott Pollard is on there twice because Scott he's Pollard. White he's finding boy his bald. way into jerseys that nobody else has ever worn. Number sixty-two, one person's ever worn, and number sixty-six, no one's ever worn. So. I just huh. that's totally cool. I think if I were in the NBA, I'd change numbers every year to hit all of these no is player my boy, slots. Is my boy number seventy seven? Can you see number seventy seven? Uh, number seventy seven is Vladimir Redmanovich. Yep. There we go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only guy I can ever remember wearing that jersey. Anyway, we got way down into it. Yeah, path, we're but. in the weeds here, but <laughs> so I think I have a theory on why players are leaving and why these like players have kind of got all the power here recently. <laughs> Tell me about uh-huh. it. So, I, I I think it started, and this is obvious. I, I'm not breaking ground with this, but I think it started with LeBron and his the decision he did on ESPN in 2010, and him partnering up with Bosh and Wade to go uh, to Miami. Other basketball players might have noticed that. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> I think they might have seen that, maybe, and. So people went, oh, wow, hey, that's cool. He teamed up with like his friends and also really good basketball players to go make a really good team and win championships. Like, and it goes back to what LJ said. If all you're going to, all you're going to look at is how many rings I have, then I'm going to go play with the best damn players out there and try to get as many rings. And, well, and winning rings makes you more money, by the yes, way. You get more yeah. exposure, more advertising. You get to well, build your brand. Yeah. You're playing and in the also finals, just playoff is, bonuses too, right? Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, it's, it's more just, money. Like they actually just give you more money. No money. It's just, yeah, it's just all good. (laughs) No money. Mm -hmm. And, but what I think really did it was when LeBron went back to Cleveland and he got, he did the one, like, so they already saw like teaming up with people. But when he went back to Cleveland, he did the one and one contracts where he basically signs a one year deal with a player option and then he can opt out. So at that point, he's putting himself in the power seat and he's saying, anytime Cleveland doesn't, do something I like, or they they don't seem like they're really trying to win and paying the luxury tax, I can opt out and I can leave at any point. And players were like, whoa, LeBron is like the owner of the team. Like he controls what they yeah. do because he's so valuable. And where it really boils down to is it's it was interesting to me as I thought about this. When I was in like high school and middle school and throughout growing up, 2K, NBA 2K started getting big. And it was just like what I used to do on Madden, but when 2K got big, you start playing it and you start doing the associations and you want to build like a really good team. Yeah. And when LeBron left to Miami, you started like it was the first time I actually started looking at contracts. Even at, at a young age, like my freshman year, I start like actually looking at contracts and like hard cap and bird rights and all this stuff. And so these guys are probably like Kawhi Leonard's what, 26? So he's two years older than me. He's probably playing 2K. And he was doing the same thing. And so they used to mess around on the game and go, what if we all have the same contract in at the same time? We could all go and play. And then they were like, yeah. this isn't just a game. We can do this in real life. Like, this is yeah. an actual possibility. So you think they got the idea from NBA 2K? They got the idea. No, they always did it on 2K. Then they, the, 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 uh, how they used to do what they used to do on a game for fun became a reality when they saw LeBron actually do it. LeBron was the only person that actually had the balls to take the step and go, I'm betting on me and I'm doing these one-year contracts. Well, and betting on him not to him. get hurt. He's given up security for a long-term contract. And Durant did, Durant has followed his footsteps exactly. He signed one-in-one-year, one-in-one deals back and forth. And these players just realize, I have a lot more power than than I think I do. And if you say – a year like look at Kawhi and Bill Simmons is now trying to 
trying to coin the term pre-agency. And it's what these guys have figured out. I, if I have one year on my deal, like LJ mentioned before, if I have one year and I say, I'm not going to sign an extension here, it's you can you can keep me if you want, but I'm leaving after this year, then you can get traded. You'll get you'll get your deal because if you're the Spurs, mm-hmm. like LJ said, if you're the Spurs, why do I keep even if I don't quite get back the exact return on investment, why would I keep you if I know you're gone? At least I can get three young guys that maybe turn into a star or maybe stay. And I just think between they they they've always been doing the math and NBA trade machine on ESPN and 2K and they've learned the math. And then yeah. LeBron just showed him it's That's not just like a joke. It's not just a dream and a pipe dream. We can actually call each other up yeah. at All Star break and go, let's go play That's for LA. The real deal. Huh. Well, Interesting. Like, do, y- do y'all watch Game of Thrones, right? I mean, oh, of course. Can- LG? Yeah. Oh. They're sell swords. They're like uh, yeah. Braun. You know, they're yeah. like, I mean, they're sell swords. They're just yeah. selling their, their services to the highest bidder. Yeah. And I. I'm just going to start calling them sales swords. It is I'm interesting. Totally it, into that. it is interesting how it's become now. a <laughs> how they become a brand, like how that's become a thing now. That wasn't really like I know Michael Jordan obviously had a brand, but that wasn't. I don't feel like that was a thing back in the day. Like, oh, I want to build a brand for myself. You just wanted to be as good a basketball player as possible, win championships, and the brand. Well, came. I don't think he knew that was a possibility. Yeah, they didn't you realize know, they like the Magic Johnson mogul where you could own a team later and. It's interesting because I think that like it's something we'll probably talk about later. I think that rivalries as far as sports go are dying. And that's why you maybe have something like uh, Landon Donovan saying root for Mexico. Yeah. Is because it's all about an individual I want to talk sport. about that. Let's talk about it and well, let's we'll go. get to it. But um, but I just wanted to say that I think that that's kind of the thing that's happening is that we're we're rooting for individuals instead of teams now. And in most of the major sports in America. And so it just—I think you're onto something. It's there. really you interesting. You that, are because as soon as LeBron went to the Heat, you know, all you heard was, "Oh, I was never a Cavs fan. I was a LeBron fan." Exactly. And it's gone even further. Like now, it's Kobe fans, not Laker fans, because when the it's Lakers started sucking, football too. Because if if Peyton Manning goes to the Broncos, well, yeah. the Broncos just got a lot of new fans. And okay, um, mm-hmm. I want to get to the World Cup because you brought up some soccer. But real quick, is it good, bad, or indifferent for the league that stars are moving? more at least in the NBA I don't it certainly like it. It, 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 really it, it generates like it. discussion about the league which they like it gets them it gets them we're talking, talking about, about the NBA them. 12 months out of the year now but okay so yeah. here's the thing about that though is I think this is the trap the NFL fell into is your your question should be do we cater to the fans of tomorrow or do we cater to the fans of uh, the last 20 years and I think you've got to ride that fence because I think if you are trying to get people that are that are so excited about the NBA that they're willing to talk about what LeBron does six months before the season starts, those are the people that are already fans, but you're not bringing in the new fans. And I think that's where it's like the NFL network, that's why we're seeing the decline is because we've really only tried to cultivate this idea of the fans we've already got are the fans that we want. Um, so I would say that it's not good for the league because it's really hard for me as like a, a fringe fan of the NBA to get into it because it's just whoever LeBron's team is going to play the Warriors. Like that's just what's going to happen next year. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, you're right. I, I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> that's a good. That's uh, yeah. I don't think of it like that, but I can see why you. Yeah, I get that. You're right. Yeah, so it depends on what your target is, and I think you're best off trying to cater to both relatively equally. But it seems like this only caters to the hardcore fans that are already in. Well, 
So mm-hmm. it's not like super teams are new. Dad, you know this. I mean, the Lakers, what do we, we talked about before and a couple of pods before, but the Lakers had what three Hall of Famers on the same team at one time? I mean, the which, Bulls, which, which Lakers times. are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the Bulls, uh, um, Pippen and um, Matt Michael were both Hall of Famers on the same. It's not like this is new. Look, but at, look at the old Boston Celtics. You had Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, uh, Havlicek, uh, uh, Dennis Johnson. I don't know if they're Robert all Parrish, Hall of Famers, you know. Um, DJ. Anyway, but but yeah, I guess what no I, what I'm getting to is I don't think the super teams is new, but the the real rivalries like Celtics and like still to this day, if when you see the green Celtics going against the yellow Lakers, it it feels like it means something. But yeah. it now yeah. it's like it's LeBron against the Warriors. It's not necessarily the Cavs versus the Warriors to me. Even though those two teams have played in the finals four years in a row, it doesn't feel like it's a it's a team thing. And I think that's yeah. where LJ's getting to. It's like, I'm going to be a Cowboys fan forever, no matter what. Mavericks yeah. fan, no matter what. Whether Dirk leaves or Romo's retired, it doesn't matter. Those are my teams. And I, uh, and, right. and the younger fans today, if Steph Curry leaves the Warriors and goes to wherever, New York, then those guys, those fans become New York fans. New York fans or whatever, right? It's just well, like the Kyrie fans Internet or Celtics creates fans. I mean, bandwagon fans because, like, another thing is like back in the seventies, you got the major three markets or whatever, and then also your team, and so that's all you could really keep up with. But like, if Steph Curry went to the Bucks in seventy six, nobody'd be able to keep up with them unless they were championship winners every year. So, but jersey sales, I mean, if they keep moving, going back to is it good, bad, or not for the league? Jersey sales are good. I mean, if LeBron goes to LA, that's more jerseys that you have to go buy now. <laughs> I think it's good for the league. I disagree. I'm indifferent. We've touched on enough NBA. I mean, that's that's why it's good for the league, LJ. Yeah, the NBA is over, and we've sat here and talked about it for 45 and minutes. I am, and I don't care about it still. Exactly. I care less about it now. Well, if you give me six months, then like maybe I'll start caring about it. That's why it's bad for the NBA. But me and Dad I'm do care. tired but, of the offseason. <laughs> I'm pissed at the offseason, and we just started. Anyway, then we right. still have to talk about this. <laughs> Let's. Hey, come on. There's other stuff I want to talk about. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your claustrum question? Your yeah. Your claustrum. Your claustrum. The claustrum for the day. Here's the claustrum for the day. For reasons that cannot be explained, cats can suddenly read at a 12th grade level. They can't talk and they can't write, but they can read silently and comprehend the text. Many cats love this new skill because they now have something to do all day while they lay around the house. However, a few cats become depressed because reading forces them to realize the limitations of their existence, not to mention utter frustration of being unable to express themselves. This being the case, do you feel the average cat would enjoy Garfield or would cats find the cartoon to be insulting caricature? Uh, First off, I'm not. So you're speaking from a cat's perspective. I'm not completely sold that cats can't read. Cats, we kind of touched on this a second ago before we started earlier before we started recording. But cats are manipulative, and I'm not sure if they aren't reading already. So how are cats manipulative? Well, so a meow that cats don't meow to other cats. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what? because apparently I hear meowing all the time. Because what <laughs> apparently a cat has they've recognized that babies cry and then babies get what they want or get attention. So then cats went, ah. So if I meow this annoying sound, I will get the attention or get what I want. And they do. So they're manipulative. They get what they want. It's just like a cat. When when they want you to pet them, yeah. then you're gonna love on them and pet them. When they don't, then they'll claw you and bite at you. Yep. 
Yep. That sounds right to me. Um, mm. That's why there's yeah, man's the best worst. friends and then cats are okay. They're not at times they can be really good, but then they're they're cats also at times. Cats are okay. I don't dislike nah. cats. Cats are okay. Cats are pointless. <laughs> if we okay. I'm not going that far, but if I have to if we have to endorse one on Just Press Play, we're endorsing dogs here, in my opinion. No doubt. Yes. Okay. We're a dog podcast. We're a dog podcast. <laughs> Let's just set the record straight. Damn right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, okay. So so um, let's 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 try to uh, get this train back on the tracks. The, the question the yeah. question is, uh, this being the case that cats can read, do you feel like if you were the av- do you feel the average cat would enjoy Garfield or would find the cartoon to be an insulting caricature? Definitely, one hundred percent insulting character. They would stick their nose up to it. They would hate it because I got like, oh, we're wasting. I don't know. Okay, so they're they're reading at a twelfth grade level, which is about four grades higher than Kevin reads at. Yeah, and like, okay, still, like, we're comics. on the same page. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, and cat, cat. You know, if you got to remember, Garfield's Garfield's kind of. Uh, I mean, he usually gets the better thoughts. You know, he's the star of yeah, the of for the sure. series, and cats are the star well, of their world. Yeah, we, we, uh, like we just said, yeah. They they run the they run at things. Dilbert is like a caricature of office workers, and office workers are the only people that read Dilbert. So I think cats would love it. I think they would get that it's a comic because they're smarter than Kevin generally, <laughs> and <laughs> I think I think they would love it. I think my question in the world building though is like, do the big cats learn how to read too? Like, is this like lions and tigers are also reading books, or is it just house cats? Oh. That's interesting. He doesn't really, you know it. It really isn't clear. It just said cats can suddenly read. We may um, have to have Chuck Klosterman on to to specify this for us. <laughs> we we may have to have Chuck on, but I will say I haven't seen just a lot of books in the wild, you know. So I hadn't seen a cheetah be able to find That's a fair. book where you That's you fair. could find a domestic cat. Okay, so here's the, the problem. Then now is we've got cheetahs moving into metropolitan areas to get to the public library, so. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good idea. Beyond what the question is, this might be a really terrifying world. Yeah. So like, are so these cats are? I'm just picturing cats just sitting at home reading all day while we're gone because they don't move. They sit in one spot all day, so they're just sitting there reading. Yeah. The whole they day. lay around all the time, and they're still as agile and as let athletic as anything you'll ever see. I and mean, they can jump on a freaking top of a refrigerator. Even like but, a fat cat can do that. Yeah, it doesn't even have to a be fat like a really cat. well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, amazing. just just to jump back real quick, one plus two have I, I I prefer dogs, but it is cool that cats can kind of take care of their bathroom needs on their own without you having mm-hmm. to do anything. Well, you still have to clean up after. Yeah, but like at the middle of the night, it's you one don't place. get woken up. Yeah, you know where you have to clean up when you need to, probably. But you're not going to step I, in it with your sock. You know, you're walking around in your socks and all of a sudden you step fair. on a wet spot. That's and the worst. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> uh, uh, the Jaeger cat uh, breadsticks is uh, trained to uh, pee in a and pee and poop in a toilet. So, oh, like uh, like the cat off Meet the Parents. Like in Meet the Parents. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I forget that cat's name. I don't think uh, the training is uh, is perfect. I think there's still some still, issues with the training. The like, science still. isn't completely done. We might have to ask him about that coming up in a week. Yeah, we'll have to ask. We'll uh, we'll, we'll all be together soon. So, well, okay. But all right, I'm going to answer the question. Uh, LJ says yes that, or he says they LJ would like it. Yes. They would enjoy it. I say they, yeah, they don't. They don't think it's a caricature. I think I think they would see the humor in it. They would see the coolness of Garfield. They would like it. I mean, is it somewhat of a caricature yet? Caricature, yes. But I think they would kind of get it. They'd be like, huh, they've almost got it right. 
You know? Yeah. Well, that's how, I does, think that's how a cat would be. Does, does Garfield, he's, is he the, the smart one in the show? Like, is he kind of. He's, he's a smart, hateful, sarcastic cat. Yeah, which sounds which like is, a cat. <laughs> sounds like yeah. A cat. Well, then yeah, I think cats would enjoy that. Yeah, I think I think I agree. Before I was saying no, they would hate it, but I think now they're like, yeah, this this cat is uh, the smarter, sarcastic asshole like I am. Now, yeah, what exactly. I what I think they will think, I think they'll hate like the posters that have Garfield and say like Mondays or something. You know, like, <laughs> like I think the memes of those Garfield. Will probably they won't like that. <laughs> yeah, essentially like. The office worker version of like I, I've got Garfield on my desk saying lasagna's great Mondays suck and like, I don't like I like the intellectual part of Garfield not the Monday hating part of Garfield. Yes, I, with L, I'm with LJ. What he said, I can get behind that. All right, so guys, I have a, I have an update. Speaking of cautions, I have an update. We talked okay. about the other week how I I was on the record saying. I, even though knowing in 25 years or 20 years, whatever it was, that I was in a room filled with Canadian Football League stuff and all this, yeah. that today I wouldn't spend time watching CFL if it was on. Well, yeah. two nights ago, I flipped through the channels and the CFL, the CFL is on Uh-oh. ESPN2, and I stopped and watched it for 30 minutes. Confused as hell, but I kept watching it because I was like, oh, let me check this out. I don't know if I'm deprived of football or – if if maybe what we were talking about kind of hit me, but I just sat there and watched it. I after kind of sunk in a little bit. After thirty minutes, I was like, "Wow, I lied. I lied to oh, to LJ and Ed because I'm sitting here watching Canadian, <laughs> to the CFL, and I didn't know they were throwing red flags. I didn't know why they were doing it. They were punting all the time. Like, there's apparently they punt with no time left. It's confusing. But I sat there and watched it all. I just kept watching. So I lied <laughs> gleefully. Yeah. Well, I was kind. Of, I don't. Were you muttering? Was, were you muttering? That takes time. My initial thought was, well, after I've realized I've been sitting here watching it through two different commercial breaks, I've stuck through. <laughs> I realized I was like, "Wait a minute! How long in the future was that? Was that caution? That caution? Because I might be there now. This is the start. Yeah, this is the start. But I wasn't muttering yet. I kind of. I the, the only time I muttered was when it was thirty minutes in. I was like, "Why am I still watching this? I'm not. I'm not really getting the point of this. But That's the start." So. Next week you'll watch about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be ninety minutes. In about a year you'll start doing research. <laughs> and I'll be a Buffalo Tiger Cat fan before long. So just, just or it's not <laughs> Buffalo. They're the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That's what they are. You'll write the CFL book. That's what you'll do. <laughs> I'll be the Bill Simmons of the CFL coming up. That's just, right. Just wait. You know, hey, that spot's open. That. that spot's open I'm just right saying, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no available. There, there's not there's not people rushing to, to get that. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Let's get on to the World Cup. So the World Cup Jesus. did start. Yeah. And yeah. So USA is not in it. They're not it, they're not even often a competitor in it. Like you don't expect them to win well, it. Well, they did still, well four years ago, but yeah, but you still don't when you go into it, you're like, I hope USA competes. And so as a Gets fan, out of the group stage. For. Yeah. And but it's still it really sucks not having a minute, like not having a, a team team to root for. For the casual say, okay, soccer so, fan, for you, you like watching Spain style. So like you can still well, watch and that's, that. The other thing I, is like me, I don't have to like I, I'm excited that I don't have to know that the disappointment's coming. Like we already had it. So I can just watch soccer. But and what enjoy is it. it really even disappointment? Like you're just, yeah, I guess it was. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because you're still like, I mean, you get hyped hoping. about it because they win like two games and you're like, oh God, USA might have a shot, but you don't want to say it too loud because it'll jinx it. And then they <laughs> lose because of course they're going to. Yeah. So just, 
give me the games that are the good teams and I'll enjoy watching. How it. how mad do you think? So Fox made that big purchase to get the World oh, Cup. Man. How mad do you think they were oh, when USA yeah. didn't make it? They, they are, we talked about they that the other day at your house. Brock brought that up, I think, or Davey, one of them. Oh. I mean, that's just got to be a deal breaker. Like, God dang. <laughs> I'd be so oh, upset. Man, that's, yeah. <laughs> what? But we got to get to Landon Donovan because well, I want to talk about that. Since we're on USA, let's go. So Landon Donovan had, I'm glad that, that y'all were intrigued by this because I, 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 there was all of it. All of it really intrigued me. But so he tweeted out yesterday in an in a ad with Wells Fargo. And it was like, if you're on Twitter, it goes promoted. So you don't have to follow him to see it. It just comes up. And he was, it was him saying, I forget exactly what it was, but it was him saying like, root for your brothers for the South since we don't have USA in it, blah, 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 blah. And then he got called out, or not called out, but he just got questioned by a former USA captain saying, really? He got called out by a lot of people of Mexican-American descent, which was interesting. Go ahead. I well, thought. just go ahead. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so he's saying, he's saying, yes, I know we're rivals, Mexico and the United right. States, but we're not in it. Let's Let's root for our brother's from the South. Let's root for Mexico. And it appeared to me that many, I read about three or four tweets back with Hispanic surnames uh, that were saying, there are blood rivals and we will not root for them. Well, yeah. It's, and I just, I don't get that. I mean, I'm oh, like, I get I it. Nothing, wait, 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 you don't get, I, you don't get no, Landon no, no, Donovan's the, the, side or you don't get their side? They're, I don't get their oh, side because I'm telling oh, you. You're so, no, no, no. Oh. No, 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 no. Because listen, listen to me. Listen to me. I mean, we're, what we're talking about is rooting for a rival, yeah. right? Or pulling for a rival. Yeah. And let me tell you what. I am an Arkansas Razorback fan. Oh, you're about to okay. shock I me. I bleed Cardinal Red. They play in the SEC do West, most which I do. think is is probably the most brutal conference in college football okay. anyway. And with the possible exception of Alabama, I always root for whoever comes out of the SEC West because I think that makes me look good as an Arkansas fan because I struggled against these guys. But it's different. And if they win the whole thing, Uh. if they win the whole thing, that just makes me look better. Wouldn't you rather lose to? Wouldn't you rather lose into the in the NCAA tournament for the in the NCAA tournament? If you lose in the second round to North Carolina for, or Virginia, wouldn't you rather them win it all? I'm rooting for the team. If that I'm beat Arkansas me to win it and all I lose North Carolina, yes, I'm rooting for North Carolina. But if I'm Arkansas and Texas is in the championship, I'm not rooting for Texas because they're close to me. LSU. It depends on who they're playing. If Texas <laughs> is playing uh, North Carolina, who I like, I'm probably going to root for North Carolina. If they're playing Duke, who I like, I'm probably rooting for Duke. If Texas is playing. San Diego State, who I'm indifferent to, I'm rooting for Texas. Okay, all right. Well, I think you hear me. I'm with you a little bit. I do hear you, but I think go ahead, LJ. If the if the if the Raiders uh, needed help to (laughs) buy a new stadium in Oakland, I would. I love this rivalry. I would have probably put money towards it. But if they were saying the deal is if we win a playoff game then we won't leave Oakland, then I would just be wishing them well in Las Vegas because I don't want them to ever win a game. I, I want to, I don't know how I you could never root, root for, for the, a, well, a true rival. Here's where we get a little bit different is what dad's win. talking about. I, I, I think I have an answer for you, dad. Okay. Bring College it. is different because 
your conference prestige matters. If if the SEC is built up as this amazing conference, then you can go to the playoffs with two losses or whatever. I have a comment back. Bring it though. Yes. But if you're but as a Cowboy fan, I will never ever <laughs> ever root for the Redskins, Giants, or Eagles. I right want to lose every right single time. SEC West team, Alabama isn't easy. I can root for the others. NFC East. Philly, Washington suck. I can't stand okay. them. I want them to lose. So college, so, yeah. So college is a little I different. I get that. So this is the part in the podcast where I flash back to our first episode <laughs> where we're talking about who we want to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Just letting you guys know. Who, who, who do we do we choose? Who did we Philly? say? Do you remember? I believe we all said that we wanted the Eagles to win, and we all said that there's no way it happens. I believe that's what happened. Footage not found. That's possible. And I, and I, I just, know I root for I rooted for Philly a little bit. So here's where I put that flashback. You fair weather. <laughs> I hope you're wrong. He was. It, it's easier for me in college than than professional sports. Professional sports, I just don't like Washington. I'm not a Philly fan because I just think they're they've been evil to the Cowboys, and it's hard for me to root for them. But I think. An NFC East team that wins the Super Bowl makes the Cowboys look better. Uh, but who cares if they look better? That's you're looking better because your other rival is a champion. You know what? Us, that's the worst. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do y'all realize what us Americans just did? We took football and started talking about football. This is supposed to be a World Cup topic. <laughs> and now we're talking about the NFC East and the SEC West. You can tell we're from the South. But well, so, but there, there is, I cannot, so this is interesting. So looking this up, rooting for your Are rival. Are you back on? The, Okay. But, yeah, no, do you know the rule of triadic? I don't know if I'm saying that. T R I A D I C, triadic interaction. Do y'all know the rule of that? All right, you will when that. I say it. So, history one, lesson from there, dad. There's four, there's four <laughs> maxims to this. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. The yeah, friend of my friend is my friend. The enemy of my friend is is my enemy the friend of my enemy <laughs> is my enemy you get i mean you get what i'm saying the enemy of my enemy yeah. is my friend so but that this yeah so anybody playing the raiders <laughs> is, your is friend. my friend yeah. but mexico Period. mexico is an enemy they're just an enemy they're not an enemy of an enemy go germany i'm so really? sorry you're like the hell with mexico the you're enemy. just the hell with mexico yeah well i don't i'm not well, upset if they honest, win i was kind of like i was okay, kind of pumped about that it, but. speaking of we haven't mentioned it but mexico upset germany today this morning <laughs> the former champions yeah, the former champions and so. i don't know if y'all saw this in mexico city after their first goal which took the lead there was literally they measured a seismic wave like a, a, an artificial earthquake due to the celebrations you swear i swear i'll put it in our show notes it was wild wow. that's crazy but yeah no i am i'm not like upset that they won but i'm not rooting for them well, and I'm not as hardcore into it. If I were more hardcore into the World Cup, then I I think I would be very anti the idea of rooting for art. Because also rivalries are what makes sports fun for me. I love the idea that like whenever I'm having a, a really good day, it can be ruined because Josh Smith can text me a picture of Darren McFadden celebrating the what 53 to six win that they had over the Broncos. Like that just easy, like pissing people off is what makes rivalries fun. And if you kill the rivalries by saying, ah, we didn't make it, so root for Mexico, or, oh, I'm a, a LeBron fan, not a Cleveland fan, 
I think that like kills half of the fun of what makes sports Proverbs exciting is, for is me. what makes it fun. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot about it. All right, I'm just saying what Landon Do- what Landon Donovan did. I'm I'm okay with. I, I hear what you're saying. Well, LJ wants the wants the Raiders to go zero and sixteen every year. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> here here was my issue with it was that. He it wasn't that he was rooting for Mexico as his brothers to the south because he wanted to. He got paid to do it. He was well, going to get paid anyway to do a commercial they might have for said, Wells hey, Fargo. Landon Donovan, the World Cup's coming up. You're on contract. Post something, and he was like, "Okay, so the team that I guess I'd root for is Mexico because you know, whatever." So I don't. I don't think he was necessarily paid to have that opinion. He was just paid to say. The other it. note that I had from the World Cup, and if y'all have something, we'll, we'll we'll touch it. But I think defending a penalty kick is the hardest thing to do in all of sports. And I don't think there's a question. I don't even like. I, I love, look at I look at some of American sports, and I go, man, it sucks when a big man. When you see like Zaza Pachulia get switched out on Kyrie Irving, that's tough. When you see a big man switch on a guard. Or when you see a corner having to guard a receiver when there's like a ton of time and there's no like they, the quarterback has all the time yeah. in the world that's hard. But a penalty kick, man, it's tough. Yeah, I'd say oh the only thing worse would be a shootout kick. The goal is still just as wide, but now you're closer and there's no wall of people in front of you or anything like that. Yeah, it's like what what Ronaldo did in that penalty kick where that curve was perfect and hit the corner of the the corner oh. of the net. Okay, okay, amazing. There's well, wait, no way you wait, can defend wait. that. Is it not a penalty kick, the little free kicks, when it's just him versus well, the goalie? Well, they're both penalty kicks, but like, uh, so what Ronaldo did in this Because that was beautiful. Yeah, that, that was that also a penalty kick, it. where he got over the wall of people. Um, whereas a shootout is always just the, there's like an in-the-box penalty kick and an outside-of-the-box penalty kick. Okay, well, so that shows my knowledge of the game. I didn't realize they were the same thing. Okay, but so yeah. What Ronaldo did in that penalty kick was amazing, the one where he bent it. But I'm talking about the first goal where Ronaldo has, it's just him and the goalie. Yeah, and, no, that's, I and, never want to be goalie, the goalie in that situation. I feel, like, I feel like all you're doing as a goalie, you have a huge net to defend. And yeah. you're just you're guessing, are you not? I mean, I guess you can kind of. Yeah, well, you study read these them a little bit. Like, that's but, one of the things that, like, if you're in the uh, if you're in the pro soccer, you know, if you're in the World Cup, you've studied. Like, this is not just like a, a day job for you or whatever. Like, this is what you do. So you know, like, where Ronaldo likes to go. You know, like, what kind of curve he likes to have. But like, it's still. You know, at best, like a 70% guess. So, well, interestingly, so I looked up just Ronaldo because I thought, I was like, I wonder how good the maybe the best player in the world is at these. And he is out of 123 of just him versus the goalie, those little the, the inside the box PKs, out of 123 attempts, he's made 104. So he's pretty efficient. Per, it's pretty salty. That's good. But that's good. But that's not even like. The the success the success rate for penalty kicks inside the box in general runs between seventy six percent and eighty percent in most yeah. leagues. Well, he's so in general, 90, it's just ninety three percent. Yeah, huge. But I'm just saying, in general, though, in general, it's just that's the hardest thing in the world to defend. Yeah, I mean, you just got that, that huge sure. goal. So I have a soccer question. All right. So like, well, I don't know David, if we'll have the answer, but we'll, well try. when you okay. said Bendham, it made me think about it. So Bendham like Beckham, right? David Beckham, who's better looking? Ronaldo or David Beckham? That's, <laughs> That's not, not a soccer, soccer question. question. <laughs> They're both soccer players. What, I was ready to explain what offsides meant. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm I was getting even. ready for him to say like, "What does the plus five mean by the ninety when they when it seems like times to be up or something?" Uh, yes, who's I better looking? I think Cristiano Ronaldo is a little bit better looking, but I, think I do both too. I think Ronaldo should be. Men. He he is. I'm just saying. I'm not. If if I was into that, I mean, he is a stunningly attractive man. He is. <laughs> So we, we've hit, we, we, we're touching on all the sports. You know, we, we've done a little NBA. We've done a little World Cup. But, Dad, you're the golf guy here between us. Right. You, at least you bring it up every week on your best or worst, depending on how you played that, that day. But, <laughs> but first off, I just mission. don't get the U.S. Open. Like, it makes the, the guys awful. And I, I don't see why. It seems like people really like that. The, the course is really tough, apparently. And after the cut, I, Tiger Woods, Jordan Speed. Uh, Bubba Watson, a bunch of high high profile players didn't even make the cut. Right, and I don't understand why that's a good thing. People seem to like, oh, that's the course is so tough. But I want to see the best guys be the best. Well, let me tell you what I know about it. And I talked to I talked to Herschel about it, who you know is certainly a, a, a golf fiend, Pepal. And uh, so here's what you heard: many of the golfers talk about they lost the course. And I'd not heard that term before, but apparently that means that. Uh, the the greens, you mow the greens and you roll the greens. And by doing that, you make the greens extremely fast. As a matter of fact, I've heard the term, it's like putting on top of a refrigerator. So there's no feel to the grass. There's no contour. It's just like putting on concrete, okay? So these golfers are used to hitting these targets on greens and they stick or they have an area where the ball will stop and the greens just keep rolling. They're extremely fast. And briefly, what happened here was that in the morning, the morning players that went out, this is a a golf tournament that is ruled by the USGA, U.S. Golf Association. Most are ruled by the PGA, the Professional Golf Association. And you never hear this lost the course terminology with the PGA. You've heard it before with the USGA at Shinnecock in 2004. was a very similar uh, uh, sentiment about the course. So some history. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what happened was that, uh, and if you looked at the tournament, the winners were plus seven. I think the, the, the leader was at plus seven yesterday. I mean, mostly in a big time golf tournament, you're minus 10, you're minus 12. You know, I think right? uh, Kepka ended up winning at like even or plus two or something. Yeah. So, I mean, it but was, I'm just, that tells you how tough the course was. But that's so what, wild. Yeah. Normally it's it, like minus 13 or the something. The greens yeah. were so fast, they were almost unplayable. You know, you, you if you putted, they, the ball wouldn't stop. It's like putting on right. concrete. And they would put the pins. Think about this. I know you played a little golf, Kevin, LJ, maybe a little bit we did. You know, I know you and I have yeah. once. One time, yeah. But, but so they would put the the ball, you know, they, they change where the cup is, right? And they would put the cup maybe on a downhill lie. So it's like if you putt and you miss, it's just going to keep going. Big. It's going to keep going. So I think that now, happened to somebody major. A long story short, Phil Mickelson on number 13, he putts. And he misses, and the ball starts rolling downhill, and it's just rolling, rolling, rolling. And what he does is he kind of runs over there, and before the ball stops, he puts it again. 
Yeah, and he like puts it's it something. Up. It's something I would do out on the golf course. Right? Like, if you and I, Kevin, if you and I and LJ are playing, we might do that playfully with each other out on the golf course. You can't do that in a tournament. You know, you just and, and it's clear. I even I don't watch a lot of golf, but I know I was like, whoa, you, you, what, so is, what is, is the doing? penalty for doing that? Okay, but here, here two strokes. Thank right? you for asking. Yes, there is a penalty for doing that. That is two strokes. So the USGA has a penalty for striking a ball in motion, and it's two strokes. Now, whether uh, Phil Mickelson knew that when he did it or not, to me, is irrelevant. I'm sure he, he was. Did, but- he was no. I, he. I think the word is he didn't. He didn't okay. realize what the penalty was, but he didn't give a damn. He was playing horribly. He didn't care. He's get, was he's that the that, hole that he went plus six on, too? I think he, was one no, he hit a 10. He, he scored 10 okay. on this cool. hole. I think it was a par four. He shot See, a this 10. is why that plus course six. is awesome. Okay. Is this is something I like, would do. Okay? Yeah, That's something makes me feel I like would do. Could maybe do pro golf. <laughs> it's exciting. But I think on this hole, we would have shot a 20. Okay? Yeah. That's, what, that's how different it was. So you can do that when it's just your buddies. Mickelson shouldn't have done it. But here's the, the the point of it is there's a rule that covers it. If you hit a ball in motion, it's a two-stroke penalty. You take the penalty, you, you deal with you it. You move whatever. on, but you so, go on. But so you still have to finish the hole then. He And he did. He When he hit okay. the ball that was rolling, he hit it past the hole. He missed it. Then he putted it in, made it, took his 10. He walks to the next tee box and he hits. And many people said there was another rule that you if you have an egregious breach of golf etiquette, you can be disqualified. Well, you could argue that is an egregious breach of golf etiquette. Yeah. You could argue golf that. Has got the stupidest okay. rules. They, but, but they have it's it's an honor. Well, game. you know, people I probably mean, called in. You know, they do these call. But in here's rules the point. Bullshit, what I understand is that Phil Mickelson called the head of the USGA, and he said, "Look, if I need to withdraw because I did that, I will do that. If you need me to do that, all you have to tell me." And what the leader of the USGA, USGA said is, "Look." There is a penalty on the books for hitting a ball in motion. It's a two-stroke penalty. We assess that. That's the penalty. You're playing tomorrow. I agree with that. Should Mickelson have done that? Absolutely not. Can I understand why he did it? Hell yes, I understand. He was playing miserable. I think he threw up a plus 17 on the day, which he's probably never done in his life. It was wild. Which tells you the course must have been egregiously difficult. Well, but so, I'll say, I think that's why maybe he should have done that because I don't know. I haven't played a lot of golf, but I know that it's probably the hardest sport of all sports to play when you're on tilt. Um, and ending <laughs> a hole is worth it at any cost. If it's, you know, at, at you some point, get out yes. your damn wedge instead of your putter, then in that hole now, you know, like, well, and if you know, the only other precedent to this was John Daly, which y'all know John Daly. Of course, of course. University John of Arkansas Daly. graduate. I had I had really? B Law with John. I had B Law with John Daly. Yes, I, didn't I did. Know that. That's news. I actually had B Law with John Daly. And so John Daly did something similar where he hit putted a ball apparently and it went past the hole and he just got it and knocked it in the water. He's just like F it, F it. <laughs> yeah. But but nobody had to ask him to withdraw. Give me a cigarette withdraw. and a diet coke. Screw nobody it. Nobody in an M&M, and nobody had to ask him to withdraw because he hit the ball in the water and walked off the course. He was done. <laughs> and that's very. And, and I think Mickelson did the right thing. If he called the leader of the USGA and said, "If I need to withdraw, tell me, and I will withdraw," 
And the guy said, hey, there's a penalty on the books for exactly what you did. We assess the penalty. You keep playing. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm I saw totally a bunch of that. golf aficionados who were like, Mickelson should withdraw himself and he should apologize to the game. And this is Why? ridiculous. He should never do this. This is disgracing golf. So, like, in my Whoa. worst, those are the people I think I'm against. Yeah. Unless I learn something different, I'm like, there's a penalty on the books for exactly what he did. They assessed him the penalty. He moves on. He plays Sunday. That's it. End of story. Those are the people. That- no. But those are the people that get mad like, at people that have a good time on on a, on a Friday night when they see them. They're not bothering you, but just the fact that they're having a good time, it bothers you. Those are the same people that get mad at you for. Yeah. I mean, it just, he took the penalty. He, he he offered to withdraw if that's what they want him to do, and he didn't need. They told him it's fine. The game well, is going to be fine. He's not going to win. Are, he lost a ton of money on that hole. I, I forgot what Ravel, Darren Ravel tweeted out. He lost like one hundred twenty five thousand dollars on that hole by how much he finished. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think there are penalties in every sport. And if you commit those penalties, there is an agreed upon punishment. And so you take advantage of it when it's advantageous for you. And shoot, you we it, talked like, about it. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I think, yes, if that's, well, and if you should take advantage of the rules to your advantage, you should take the rules to your advantage in any way you can. That's just trying if, to win. If Julio Jones has you beat in the last play of the Super Bowl, you trip him. You know, like you just you do what you have <laughs> yeah. to do to win the game. You pull a Grayson Allen out and, and you just you just trip him. If if uh, if Phil Mickelson needed to just in that hole as quickly as possible, I'd uh, and, and I think LJ has a point with that. Is. Like at some point in golf, you just need to get that damn hole out of the way and just move on. To yeah, the if next you're one. on 13 for another 10 minutes, 14 is going to be bad. Hey, and I will tell you this. So Tammy and I have a rule when we're playing golf. You cannot score double digits on a hole. Nine is the worst you can take. We we're not writing down a ten on anything. I don't care if you took twenty, you're getting a nine. Okay, yeah. that's the worst score you could get. Hey, so that's you're nice the golfer, Dad. My high score is capped. So, and I shot, I shot, I shot one of those this weekend. By the way, at nine. So, so Dad, nines. you're the golfer. I have a question for you. Right. You can the you you have two options. You choose which one you'd rather have. The U.S. Open is on the line. All you have to do is sink a five foot putt. Or the NBA Finals is on the line. All you have to do is sink a free throw. Which one would you rather do? Good question. That is a great question because I feel like I can do beat both. I really right, do. Um, I'm going to tell you what. I'm taking – there's a little more pressure on – I don't know. There's. I'm taking the free <laughs> there's throw. There's a lot of pressure. Because, I'm taking the free throw because I'll tell you what. We used to always – you know how you, know, you shoot for teams? You yeah. always shoot for teams sometimes. I could make a free throw. I'm just telling you, I had confidence. I could step up and make a free throw. So, I mean, it's close. It's close because a five-foot putt, there's a little chicken still on the bone. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, that's a little meat on that bone. Well, that was my thought was, one, the one thing, the reason I I don't – want I would do the free throw just because I'm not good at golf. But also with a golf, you never know. The course could – like. You never know how the course is. A free throw is a free throw is a free throw is a free throw. It's always the same. It's going to be the same distance. The court, the goal is going to be up. But then the again, the grass isn't going a different way. You know. Then again, I guess throw, you could so. have Jr. Smith who gets the rebound and dribbles it out. But <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> but so you would go. You would go free throw. I think yeah. I'd go free throw. Yeah. Okay, I'd go. Uh, LJ, what What do you go with? I go with the putt. Because uh, first off, when was the last time any of you guys saw me shoot a basketball? Uh, 
You were a better passer than a shooter. I'll say that. And that was probably the last time I shot a basketball. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Six years so ago, maybe? With, with that in mind, uh, more people that I associate with every now and again watch basketball than watch golf. So if I'm going to be embarrassed on national television, I'm going to put it away. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Good reasoning. <laughs> But uh, I'll go ahead and start with what we're listening to. I uh, listened to the the new Nas album uh, produced by Kanye. Okay. It, it has two songs on it that uh, it's good. It's seven songs again, which I guess damn is, Kanye's busy. Yeah, Kanye's been doing his thing. And then Jay Z and Beyonce had to one up him. They put out a surprise album last night, so they they just had to be like Kanye's doing too much work, so we got to do something. But it came out. The two songs that I really like on it are the last two songs. There's one called Everything, and then the one that follows is Adam and Eve, and they're really good. But the whole album, it's only seven songs. probably takes 20 minutes to listen to. Really good. Really cool. Loved it. Cool. Cool. LJ, what, what, okay. what have you been listening to? Uh, I mean, not a lot, really. I've been, been planning I've been <laughs> on my grind. But uh, but I did find a new artist. I kind of liked uh, Puma Blue. I've only heard like three songs by this person group. I'm not sure. But uh, but I would say that like it's not for everybody, but it's like really good like audio wallpaper that you just kind of have on in the room and it kind of fills out the space. Some good writing I, music. There he goes again. I'm again. telling audio you, wallpaper. I live more. I, mean, I, know. I live more for his description of what he listens to than what he's actually listening to, and I, I don't want to demean what he's listening. to. He just is so good at how he describes it. All right, so what what was it? Puma what? Puma, Puma blue. blue. Puma blue. Okay. Right, I got it down. Uh, Moon underwater is a cool song. I I'll post a couple more for dad to put in the playlist but it's good stuff i really enjoyed loud and wainwright by the way i thought he was good i thought, it was I good thought cool yeah. i thought you might so dad what, what what's been what's been in your ears lately all right i, I do, I do have two, the, the last thing before we leave this father's day let's hit pops I, i'm gonna give you two uh i usually don't do this but i, I got a little bit on three doors down have y'all listened to any three doors down away from the sun here without you when i'm gone i have mean you listen to like the most influential band from 2003 <laughs> whatever i mean i like it <laughs> I like it. And then the other one. He's not, he's not making fun of you for who you're listening to, but just the way that you're like, have y'all ever heard of this band? <laughs> okay. So uh, the answer is yes. I saw him in have concert you ever heard of Zeppelin? Whatever, <laughs> okay, go okay. Ahead, go ahead. Who's your two? Away from the got Sun. Two. Probably That's Away good. from the Sun is my That's favorite good. song. It's very Three good. Doors Down. So, but the first one, Eva Cassidy. And I think you guys probably know Eva Cassidy. Yeah. Maybe, Vaguely. maybe not. I need to know more. Eva, but Eva Cassidy and this is something that we're going to discuss in covers better than the originals because essentially she only did covers. She really wrote no original music. She did covers. My favorite album of hers is Time After Time, which is a Cindy Lauper song. Uh, but she redid it so beautiful. She does Kathy's song, uh, Penny, Penny, uh, Penny to My Name. Anyway, I want you to listen, and this will be on our thing, but Eva Cassidy is one of my favorite artists of all time. By the way, she was born in 1963. She died in 1996. She lived 33 years. She died of melanoma. I mean, that's skin I cancer. That's skin, she died of yeah. melanoma. She she was, if you listen to her sing, she's just a, one of her albums is Songbird. She's a beautiful songbird. Uh, she was an artist in painting and sculpture. She was an artist through and through. Uh, she actually became popular uh, in the UK initially. And most of her music was released after her death. She's had three number one records in the UK after her death. And she sold over 10 million records. 
wow. after her death. Eva Cassidy, it'll be on the, the timeline, one of my favorite artists of all time. I've, I've just lucked into right. listening to her. It kind of came up on my playlist, and it was fantastic. So. All right. And, you know, I, I don't know if you saw this, LJ. I think you're a fan of CISA or CISA or however you say her name. But yeah. recently she withdrew from a, a TDE championship tour due to swollen vocal, vocal cords. And she thought maybe she would never be able to sing again. And she said today she announced that she will be able to sing again and that she's working on it, which well, is really good. I didn't I, know about I, that I love at all. Her, that's awesome. But, yeah, I'm a huge fan. So yeah. I think that'll that'll do it for this week. Yeah. It's been a really good. It's been a good show. I, I really enjoyed it. At least I don't know. We'll see how the if everyone Me else too. did. But it's been it's been a, it's been a good day. I hope Dad. I hope you had a good day. I hope all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Yeah. Uh, I hope you had a good one in retrospect now because yeah, because now to you're looking Tuesday, back. Uh, if you I hope you didn't take that Phil Mickelson thing too seriously. Come on, just relax a little bit. <laughs> just take a shot of my lord and relax. All right. And then I think that'll do it for this week's. Uh, this week, uh, about a week from now, we'll all be in the same same place. So I'll see you guys in about. We four may days. be recording yeah, from the same days. spot. Right. We'll see. But we'll have uh, to get some Malort and some gravy. And yeah, it's it's see what happens. <laughs> maybe even maybe even wake up with a uh, um a, a Guinness Stout one morning. Who knows? We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Maybe so and some shepherd's if pie. We can figure that out. We got to try. We got to try. Yeah. But for this week, that'll do it. Uh, you can always find us again on Twitter at at JPP Podcast or on our website at jpppod.com. We always put in the show notes, any of the videos or anything we kind of talk about. If we try to explain it with some bad radio, you can always watch the video and actually see what we're talking about. Uh, and just hit us up if you got any questions. And then maybe let us know what you would choose. Would you shoot the free throw or would you shoot a five-foot putt to win it all? Just let us know. So for for me, L, Dad, is that it? We good? Yeah. Peace. I'm out. Right. Happy Father's Box. Day. All right, peace. Uh, Ron Artest actually has four numbers on that list that I found. 37, <laughs> that 93. kills it. Uh, I've lost the list now, but yeah, he's got like, he's the only person to wear like most numbers above 70. So I'm trying to think. 93, 91, 37. What were you looking at? What website, Dale? Uh Here it is. I'll put a link in Skype real quick for you guys. Mitchell and Mouse or something. That's it, yeah. Boom. Uh, Mitchell and Ness. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a lot of Metal World pieces.